You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. Welcome back to Max's Island and part two of Sarah Gregg's amazing story. In this episode, you'll hear from Sarah about how that surprise book deal has shaped her life in a new way. And she was like, I love your work. I love what you do. Um, and I think that this post that you put on about the journal system is a book. Would you be interested in pitching for a book deal? And that is kind of the next kind of like turning point in the story where everything really changed in a big, 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 hugely, wildly unexpected way. When you got the email, Offering you a yeah. book, deal. you must have thought it was a scam at first. A hundred percent. I actually emailed. And I don't mean to be disrespectful I, of your blog. Oh but, no! But. I mean, no. Uh, there was, you know, <laughs> no. I I really did think it was a scam. In fact, I emailed her and said, you know, how much is it going to cost me? Because I thought, oh, this is going to be one of these things where I have to write it and then I've got to pay them like ten thousand dollars or something, and they'll publicize it. And she wrote back and she was like, um no like we're a publisher and we pay you to write the book and this is how it works and yeah just a sense of like what is actually happening but also again getting back to that feeling like a feeling of this is where I'm meant to be and even though it was again not logical I hadn't written anything before apart from my blog I had this childhood dream actually of being a writer um which I kind of tucked away to the back of my mind I had like various drafts of books in my laptop like I would just write kind of like for fun or to you know work out ideas but they were secret they'd never been shared with anybody before and yet here I was going to write a book that will be published and sold you know in across the world from Europe you know to the US Canada and beyond sounds amazing your husband Chris at yeah. this time what was he thinking and what was he feeling was he thinking oh this is just stretching it out or was he still happy so, to go on the ride yeah so coincidentally <laughs> It really does sound like I'm making this up um, because it's just it, at points the story is unbelievable the way things happened. So coincidentally, in the same weekend, the same week that we I got that email, 
Chris also got um was also contacted at this stage he was doing he was running his business and doing some freelance work and um he got contacted by a large organization in um Denmark who offered him a freelance role and they were they found an old CV of his online from like years ago they contacted his old email address that he happened just to click on um, and they were like, hi, we're looking for someone who's freelance, who can move kind of immediately to Denmark and um, start this contract. So from that kind of cliff edge, hanging on for dear life, not knowing where to go, all of a sudden, Chris got a contract and I got a book deal and we moved to Copenhagen. But then you had to write the book that you'd never written before. Then I had to write the book that I'd never written before which was actually amazing like it really was an amazing process and I loved every second of it of the writing like I had an editor who guided me through it I almost kind of wanted to make it like a movie in my head where I would get on my bike in Copenhagen and I would like cycle off to the cafe or the park and I would read research and I would you know, give my give myself a lot of time and space like to write that book. It's not a long book. I think it's like 20,000 words, um, but it probably took me 10 months like to write that book, to write those 20,000 words. Like, so I had that, I had that space and I allowed myself that space to do a lot of different drafts and get creative with ideas. And yeah I loved it like I really really loved it there was it was like they are some of the happiest memories you know writing it, it was just like a dream come true and I think in times before I might have let fear or self-doubt or self-criticism overwrite that experience and I'm not saying that they weren't with me on the journey because they 100% were like they were by my side a lot of the time but it didn't cloud it. I just, I felt this unbelievable sense of gratitude and I really wanted to honour that experience, whatever would come of it. I want to know what the publisher who sent you the email, what did she say? How did she react to you producing a book within 10 months? You know, I have never spoken to her on the phone ever I've never heard this woman's voice it's only been kind of like through email um which is like still really surreal to this day but the publisher was really happy with the book and it's beautifully designed the way they created it was just amazing um and I managed to meet my editors in New York and we flew across for the book launch in New York in 2020 that I hosted alongside like one of my best friends um, out there. And yeah, it, you know, it was like, it was like being in a movie. It was like being in Sex of the City, like in downtown Manhattan, like at your book launch going, I didn't know that I had this in me. Like, I didn't know that this was possible for me. And I think again, that's what happens when we find our flow and connect with our purpose and take those like small aligned steps we achieve the impossible you know and that's like the small I impossible things that we would have thought were, would never be possible for us and when you see them kind of come to life and 
it's not a result as a result of burnout or hustle. It's just a result of really staying true to yourself and taking small aligned steps each day and enjoying the journey and the process to get there. And I think when it came to the book, it was the first time that I felt part of myself and I didn't need that external praise or validation or for someone to tell me it was great. Like it felt good for me and, and that was enough. And and that felt good to, to be in that place of self-trust and, and confidence. Sarah, how long did it take then from being in Bulgaria with only a couple of months left, peering over the edge of the cliff to being in yeah. New York and launching the book? So I'm going to double check my dates. I've written them down. I published the article online in 2018 and then in 20, yeah, so two, two, two years, 2018 to 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So two years. Very quick. Very quick. Yeah. So now you're a published author. You have a, a book. Yeah. Have you used, <laughs> ah, you've got two books now. So I guess yeah, the first thing is you need to plug that very first book, describe the title and, and, and how, and yeah. how it works. And then secondly, I want to know what sort of platform then that created for you. Mm. So the first book is called Find Your Flow, a life-changing practice for a happier you. And it's a really practical book that outlines a journal system for flow in fact it's the world's first journal system for flow that's based on proven positive psychology and it's designed to fit really easily into your everyday life and it walks you through the psychology and the science behind it but most importantly how to practice it in terms of how that changed things it wasn't overnight I think the book came out and it did well and flow and that journal system has been the idea that has never left me. It's the thing that I feel most passionate about. Since then, over the years, it's provided an incredible platform. I've been featured in national press in the UK. More recently, it was featured and recognized as a positive psychology intervention in the British Journal for Mental Health Nursing. Um, I've given talks on it at Queen's University in Belfast, um, and I work with large organizations, you know, describing the psychology of flow. But all of that has taken time and work and passion and persistence, especially when it comes to the psychology of flow, because most people don't really know what flow is. So there's been temptations in the past, definitely to ditch the idea and go for something maybe a little bit easier that an audience could instantly engage with. But again, I just kind of keep on coming back to like what feels right for me and the psychology of flow and that journal system has always felt right for me. And so, yeah, it's been a couple of years of really trying to champion what flow does and how it is our ideal state of happiness and how the journal system works. And I feel like now it's really gaining traction. You also mentioned that there's a second book. Yeah, there's a second book. So after Find Your Flow came out in the same year, about nine months later, the publisher came back to me and said, we'd like you to write a second book. Um, we want it to be called Choose Happy. We think you're like the perfect kind of author for it. Do you want to write it? 
to which I was like, yeah, of course, but I didn't want it to be called Choose Happy. So I was like, can we change the title? Because that sounds a bit toxic positivity. That was the only thing they weren't flexible on. Um, but in it, I was like, as long as if I can make it my own. So I think the opening line is like, hi, it's really annoying whenever people tell us, you know, we can just choose to be happy. But it's a beautiful little book. Like it's it's like a hug that book like it just makes you feel good it's divided into short little sections about the looks of happiness through the view of our past present and future so it covers things like um, the psychology of befriending fear or overcoming uncertainty or finding our purpose and it's just really easy to read with like little exercises included in it but it just has this warmth about it and it's sold incredibly well particularly um, in the U.S. Sarah really fascinated to hear this story and your journey you've taken and it's to me you've expressed it in a way that sounds like it's taken a long time but we are talking less than five years so it's a fairly incredible situation especially when we've gone through the world of the pandemic in that time as well yeah i'd like to know though did it all change did you end up back in a stable environment in london or back in belfast or are you still traveling? No, we're still traveling. So yeah, I'm currently in Taiwan. Um, we lived in Copenhagen for a couple of years. Then we moved out um, here to Taiwan. We're here until November time. Um, and then we don't know what's coming next. <laughs> so yeah, our lives are still um, living out of backpacks, seeing and traveling the world and following our guts and just doing what feels good. And it is, you know, sometimes when I tell the story, I forget that it's been five years and how much has kind of changed within those five years. But I think that's what happens when you when you find something that you're passionate about and you're consistent with that alignment. You know, I just I do really believe that something magical happens as a result. And has your journey inspired others? Have you had any feedback from anybody to say I've followed a similar path or? I don't know anyone that's followed a similar. I don't know anyone that has, you know, sold everything. In fact, normally I kind of say, uh, like, I don't know how much I would encourage that unless you really want to do it because it's quite a dramatic decision. But I, I hope that kind of when people hear the story that they realize, you know, sometimes when you step out of the things that you think you should do and you start to question the rules that you've lived by, and you start to live by your own rules, that that anything is possible. Anything really is possible. Um, and so I hope it inspires, you know, people maybe just to listen to what they want. I definitely don't advocate like a cookie cutter approach. You know, I think every life is unique and it's all about going on your journey, however that looks for you. Whether that is quitting everything and living out of a backpack and traveling the world, great. But maybe it's not. But I think the more we can tune into what really makes me happy, then we build a life ultimately that we love and we enjoy. Sarah, it's been really enjoyable you being on Max's Island and telling us of this incredible story of, of faith faith in yourself, faith in your decisions yeah. and being prepared to accept what the, the world had dealt you. Just before we finish, though, I want to give you the opportunity to, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, talk about the Flow Journal 
a little bit, if you wouldn't mm-hmm. mind. I'd love to know a little bit about it and how some of Max's Island listeners can, can find it and perhaps look at applying it to their lives. Yeah. So the flow journal system is really easy to use. It's um, three steps in the morning and then one step in the evening. And it basically weaves in the formula for flow that was first kind of discovered by Milhai Csikszentmihalyi, a very famous um, Hungarian psychologist. So it has like all the proven psychology already weaved into it. So essentially you start your day with gratitude. Write down three things that you're grateful for. We do this because in our brains that lays the foundation for flow and creates a sense of focus. Next, then you're going to set your priorities. These are three different priorities, three high value priorities. These are things that you have to do, boring adulting tasks, and then three high flow priorities. These are activities where you feel in flow or those small steps towards that sense of purpose, you know, creating that sense of alignment. And then the third part of your morning routine is scripting. So um, it's really about training your attention and writing down what you will see, hear and feel as your day unfolds. Now, that's not scripting out your entire day. It's just the most important parts of your day. What this does is it feeds our attention the cues necessary so that it can pay attention to when we're on track or when we're moving off track. Stops us getting swept up in other people's priorities, getting distracted. But most importantly, gives us that reward system. It kind of activates that, oh yeah, I'm doing it and it feels good so we activate that internal reward system and then in the evening you close off the day with a bit of nighttime reflection writing down three things that went well again this just helps us celebrate the small wins positively reinforces any behavior change and then three things that could have went better and that just helps you lean in as an objective observer and kind of look at okay maybe I've written down one particular priority three times, you know, this week, and I still haven't done it. Like what's going on there and helps you just dig a little deeper. And in total, the process takes maybe about 15 minutes a day. The scripting is the most powerful part in a lot of ways, but when you're first starting out, that can take a little bit of time to get used to. And do you find that those that have adopted the journaling use it for their, just their personal self being or do they try to align it to career development and career initiatives it works the best whenever it's aligned with a bigger why in psychology this is called unified flow and it's a lesser known type of flow that really moves our life from a place of peak performance into a place of peak fulfillment so it's when we have a large personally compelling goal from which smaller goals logically follow. What that does is it moves and shifts our consciousness into alignment. So I love the fact that so many people have used the journal system to really transform their lives. I get messages on a daily basis. I had one yesterday from a lady who was reading it in Tunisia. She sent me a photo of it of her with the book on the beach and saying it was really having this transformative you know, experience on our life. And that's the thing that makes me the happiest. Like my story, I hope it inspires people and that's great. But most importantly, I I really hope that people use the journal system to create their own story and tap into their flow and really feel that deep sense of purpose and alignment and develop ultimately that authentic sense of happiness and success. Sarah, on that note, on that really positive note, I'd like to thank you for being on Max's Island. 
I'm sure our listeners would have really loved your story of bravery, of commitment to following a dream and a passion, and in also being able to grab something that is real that you've created and perhaps influence their own lives with that. So learning from your experiences and making their life better. So thanks for being on Max's Island. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy and an honour to, to share a little bit of my story with you. We spoke on the bus on the way home from work. He was lost in the details of life. Each day was a blur, all work and no play. And how, how it had turned out this way. Short-term escape, five weeks on the bibbling track Go it alone, no one to blame If he finished or fell by the way sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky, completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing.